The Altar Life. Two hours of the best Christian music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. So why do you let these hooligans tear down the biz? That was a spooky intro. <laughs> Such suspense yeah, just dun, to hear dun, dun. Brent and Jeff on the other side of that. <laughs> yeah, we expected like, like uh, some monster to come yeah, out of the yeah. closet. It's like, hi guys, <laughs> what's up? Thanks for listening to the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That's who we are here at this time every week without fail. Thank you for listening this evening. We are excited you're with us, and uh, we've looking forward to another good episode great episode from the altar life continuing on in our Colossians series tonight wrapping up chapter two and uh excited with what the word of god has in store for us and uh jeff you know we've been uh, encouraged by this Colossians series last last week was great you know just talking about uh the persuasive uh words that we can be swayed by and philosophies of men and uh today tonight we're going to be talking about the liberty and freedom we have in christ um and talking a little bit about how um really just how within our heart being you know circumcised um by the heart and not just having it be an outward thing but being something that that happens as a transaction in our heart and that'll be a a cool thing to dig into tonight yeah i just think that we we are so burdened and we're in bondage to sin. We're in bondage to self-righteousness and all these things. And Jesus Christ set us free from that. He he gave us a new heart and he, one that he could cut and mold and do, you know, the supernatural work of sanctification. And, uh, you know, he saved us from ourselves and that's, he saved us from dead religion as well. And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. The liberty of Christ, how Christ has set us free from all those things that hold us down. And uh, we got lots of great music for you tonight. Sanctus Real Double Play, House of Heroes, New Music, Double Play, Voda Double Play. And uh, we're going to kick off the night with a great rock song, Break Free by Decipher Down. So keep it locked here. Don't forget to check out our website. Stay up to date with The Altar Life on Facebook and Twitter as well. We are really excited to talk to you guys about the liberty that can be found in Christ. So let's get this night started. On I the think right that would foot. be a good idea. With a nice hard rock song. Do it. In him, verse 11, by the way, of chapter 2. In him you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And that's just such a great way to start. I mean... If you look at it, you know, circumcision was the outward sign of the covenant that God made with his people. But what what happens with many things that are outward is that what started as a way to represent what was going on inside became just an outward show. You know, and that's, Jesus hated that more than anything else in the world. You see when Jesus is on earth, he's like, yeah, your outside looks really great, but inside it's like a dead man's tomb. You're just dead on the inside. And you need to be resurrected. You need new life to be birthed in you. You need the circumcision that's not of the flesh, that's of the heart, which can't be done without a new heart that is given and a new spirit. And, you know, the spirit is where true freedom is. I think it, 
the verse that we you know we will talk about tonight is where it says where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty it's a great verse but you can't have the spirit unless you surrender your life to god and allow him to set you free from the bondage of sin and death and that's i mean that's the the message of the gospel right there and if you have never done that if you've never surrendered we'll start off the night you know if you've never surrendered your life to jesus do it now because we're dead in our trespasses and sins and we need to be set free moving on here he says and you being dead in trespasses and and the uncircumcision of your flesh he has made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was contrary to us he has taken it out of the way having nailed to the cross and having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it that's awesome yeah <laughs> what a like, warrior Christ yeah. is you just want to like you know I just pictured the movie Braveheart yelling <laughs> freedom yeah. you know and uh, that's that's reality yeah that's what he's done for us on the cross and you think about that you think about how we in a pale attempt try to somehow make things right in and of our own religion and even in and of our own self you know um and contrast that to the all that christ has done on the cross like doesn't even compare it pales in comparison to what he's done here on the cross and you know when you think about when you think about that you know the pharisees were our classic example when jesus was alive of of a people who were trying to draw close to the lord in their outward appearance um, the things they said, how they carried themselves, the religious things they would do. And Jesus called them whitewashed tombs because on the outside they looked all good, but inside they were dead. Their their hearts were far from from him. And, um, you know, ultimately destruction is the end of the man who's like that. Um, and he, he hates that. He would rather you just be on the outward the same way you are on the inside, dark and disgusting. Yeah. Because at least you're honest. Yeah. Um, but... You know, woe to the man who is uh, pretending. Yeah, because basically we had these rules that we, if we're going to try to live according to the law, it's it's black and white. You know what I mean? So what we do as Christians and, and what the Pharisees did and everything is, well, I can't possibly live up to this, but I can make it look like I am. You know what right. I mean? Like it, So it becomes like this rigid, impersonal, you know, obedience to a bunch of requirements and restrictions. And because the law is a mirror to show us our need for God, it, it holds us guilty. You know what I mean? Like what the law is, is it shows, okay, this is how bad you are. So there's all these things that we've done and we're you know guilty of. And Jesus said, you know what? Let's just take that out of the way. We'll put it up on the cross and we'll nail it. And it'll be done with. And isn't that such a great, such a great thing that he says free by taking those things you know, it's like your rap sheet, basically. You know, all the things that we, you know, even if we're trying to do right, we can't possibly do it in our own strength. Um, and Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the law. It's only in him that we can then be law abiders and not law breakers, you know. So it says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. You know, it's like, it wasn't even in our nature to be able to handle the law. You know what I mean? I mean? You know, once the sin nature came in with Adam and Eve's fall, and it says, and he has taken it out of the way. It's not an obstacle anymore for us. He's nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, <laughs> triumphing over them in it. You can, you can imagine, he's like, 
he pins them and then he does that classic like climb on the turnbuckles and you know beat his chest like the professional wrestlers would do and everybody's chanting his name you know that's what he did and then you know the, <laughs> the public spectacle of it. i just like, think that's such a great use of language there to describe how jesus is victorious over sin and over the the punishment that we were to endure had we not put our faith and trust in him so it says in you know in light of those things so let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or sabbath or you know which a shadow of things to come but the substances of christ man cannot judge us because god has taken that power away no one god is judge so why are we going to let people tell us how we should be living you know ultimately the word of god is our is our guide is our thermometer to say you know what according to god's word i'm in sin so i need to make that right you know it's not because someone else tells me because no one else can be the holy spirit the spirit is alive in us when we accept jesus and uh just reading through this passage again about just how christ and what he did on the cross for us you know it's so cool to think about the fact that he not only just washed away the sin that we had because we've transgressed the law, but he took the requirements of the law and he said, this is all being fulfilled right now on the cross. So not only am I paying for the sin that you have, but I'm fulfilling everything that was on you that you couldn't accomplish for you and the work that he did on the cross and through the blood of the blood that was shed. And, um, you know, it's like, it's one thing for, you know, if you think about, uh, if you think about, you know, like just the normal law, right? It's one thing if you get a, you know, your hand slapped for doing something wrong, um, or being forgiven for doing something wrong, you know, that you did to break the law. But what if someone said, you know what, for everything that you could do to break the law, I'm going to pay for that as well at that time. You're like, whoa. That means I'm just going to go out and do whatever I want, yeah. right? That's your, the flesh wants to say that. But when you think about that and you go, well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you have every, wouldn't you owe everything that you had to the one that paid for that? You know, that made you free from not just free from your sin and bondage, but free from the law, the requirements of things that, you know, were held above you that you would never be able to attain. You know, you should do this, this, and this. I'm never going to be able to do that. Well, right. But I'm yeah. going to pay for that too, um, and man, we owe our whole lives to a God and to a Savior who would go to the cross and do that for us, you know. And why would we ever, you know? The Bible says that that um, we can show how we love Jesus by obeying His commandments. You know that that still is true. You know we still need to obey Him, but not out of a heart of duty or that we're going to somehow attain some sort of status holy status with christ but out of love for him you know that we would love him and um not because not because um because he's what he's done on the cross and because of how much he loved us to start right and uh not because we're in a guilt trip and we got to do it right just because that's what we have to do right it's a completely different mentality as a believer and some unfortunately so many christians do it because they feel like they have to and not because they love their savior you know, I think this is not this idea of liberty. People are like, "Yeah, I'm free to do whatever I want," like Brent was talking about. But it's like we're indebted to God. We can never pay that debt back. You know what I mean? He paid the debt that we owed in in the sin column. And but 
you know, don't you want to give it back to him? Don't you want to do whatever we can in our lives to just serve him and love him for what he did for us? And what's great about it is that he empowered us to to keep those righteous requirements of the law by just coming to him and being one yeah. with him. You know, he's the fulfillment of all those things that were laid out, all those types and shadows that we see the sacrificial system and all that stuff. The law was given to us as a mirror to show us how depraved we are, how much we were in need of a savior. You know what I mean? And not only that, but it outlined how we could get right with God. You know what I mean? People think of it as God making all these restrictions, but really what it was was that God is so holy that he He found a way to make it so that we could have communion with him, even though he was so holy and we were so sinful, even before Jesus' death on the cross. You know what I mean? It's the opposite. We always put it like a God's like this big meanie and he's doing all this stuff like, get out of my face. But really, he's like, this is about as close as you can get before you get burned up in my presence. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he made a way. Yeah. And even in, before Jesus was bo- born and died on the cross, he had made a way for us to be right with him. And then he finalized it by Jesus' death on the cross. That's awesome. Hey, it's Josh from December Radio. Hey, this is Crystal Myers. Hey, this is Josh from Nevertheless. Hey, we're Cajun's Call. And you're listening to The, the Altar Life, Life with Brent and Jeff. Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. This is our unbelievable segment, and um, in spirit of being free and having liberty is uh, exploring the cliché. You know, clichés are like traditions of men. (laughs) Clichés are things that um, are regulations that we hold ourselves to. And uh, the cliché that we want to debunk, maybe, or bunk, depending on what we think about, because we haven't really figured out if we like it or not yet, is uh, the phrase, you know, it's better if it's free. It's better when it's free. Um, Obviously, it's better that you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, when you've gotten something that's... And it's all relative. Like, if you get something really cool and then the person's like, yeah, and you don't even have to pay for it, you're like, what? It's, like, extra (laughs) cool, right? Um, So in that sense, I think it's better when it's free. Um, But in some cases, if you just get something as a handout, you might not respect it as much as if you had to pay for it. You had to put toil and you had to, like, sweat great drops of sweat <laughs> to uh to achieve it you know you may you may just take it for granted yeah you, know? you see a lot of people like that's when waste comes in you know it's like oh i got it for free so psh, i don't have to finish it whatever <laughs> you know that's how i get sometimes I'm like well at least i didn't pay for it but it's like and if i you know it always comes back to food for me so um <laughs> in the food world it, t- it does taste better when it's free it might not taste perfect or taste great but it tastes better than it would have had you paid for it it's true. You know what I mean? Because it changes your expectation level. If it was free, you're not really expecting that much, right? Yeah, so it's like, eh. Chalupa. Because that's our typical worldly thing. We don't expect good things for free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like, whatever. But then it's like, wow, that was great for free, <laughs> yeah. you know? Can you and believe it? And it was it? free. It was right? free. And people but were like, what? When you pay a lot of money for something, and then you're like, oh, this steak's going to be great. It costs so much money. And then you bite into it. It's like, ugh, this isn't good. Yeah, it's very disappointing. Because it builds your expe- It's all about expectations. That's right. When something has no cost, you're like, oh, it must cost them nothing. And then you're like, wow, this is really awesome. I love it. So that's why one of my philosophies is never have any expectations because <laughs> no matter what happens, it's better than what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a high, glass half full person. <laughs> aim low. Yeah, aim low and <laughs> you know have low standards and you'll be My philosophy with whatever is whatever you can get for free, get it. <laughs> Clothes, <laughs> underwear, food, 
It's all good. It's free. <laughs> oh, my god. Because it meant that it didn't cost you anything. And you can save that money for when you want to buy more food. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this unbelievable. So, you know, he goes on in this passage. We were just talking about how awesome what, what, what Christ did on the cross for freeing us not just from our sin and our trespass, but freeing us from the bondage of having to pay the law, the price of the law that we could never do. He says, so don't, you know, don't let anyone judge you um, and put on, don't let anyone cheat you uh, of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head, which whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with increase that is from God. You know, he's basically saying, you know, don't let these people come in with their false blah 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 yeah. like we're so great because we do X and come in and actually cheat you out of the joy it is of just living free in Christ mm. and um, you know once you get it and once you start living living for Jesus out of the love you have for Jesus all the religious people who look to their own religiosity to make themselves feel good about themselves um, they're going to have a problem with you yeah. because they're going to look at your life and go well you're not doing the things that I'm doing you're not you know, you're not withholding from eating meat every Friday and you're not, you know, doing all this, you know, every religious activity you could do. You're not, you know, coming to every service at church. I mean, I'm there every time the church is open. I'm there, you know, because I'm doing my job. You know, you know you're not giving enough money in the tithe. You're not doing all the things that I'm doing that's making myself feel like a good Christian. You're not doing it. Yeah. And um, why not? They're not going to be happy with you. You know, what? I think it's important for us to realize that when Christ sets us free, there is a catch and the catch is that when you become free to sin you then become a slave to righteousness it it's not that he's like okay now you're my slave it's like hey now you're you're with me you know what i mean now you're gonna do things the way i want you know i bought you and that's one thing that we don't think about with christ you know we're like oh yay woohoo! i can do whatever i want but jesus said you know or you know paul said you know you were bought at a price. You're not your own. So why do we think like, hey, whoa, man, don't keep me. I, I'm not going to be accountable to anything. You know, don't throw your, you know, there's, there are things that we are accountable to. God's word being one, Jesus Christ in the flesh is God's word. And he's going to allow us if we are pursuing him. He, you know, it says not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. If we are clinging to Jesus Christ, then we are naturally going to be nourished, knit together by joints and ligaments and grow. The problem is, is that everybody goes, thanks, Jesus, you set me free. And then we don't cling to the head. We don't cling to Jesus who set us free. And then we're like, why am I not growing? Why am I in bondage to this sin or this or that? It's because you didn't, you didn't, you know, allow yourself to be set free and then pursue God. You know, you didn't, you weren't set free to anything. So, you know, freedom into slavery, like that last song, there's got to be another direction that you go from, you know, if you're in bondage, you go to freedom and you pursue it. You pursue Jesus. And, you know, I like how it says like that they, they're puffed up in their fleshly mind. Like, oh, this is my standard of living and this is what I do. And. That's what Paul dealt with with all a lot of the epistles because he's writing to Gentiles and he's encouraging the Jewish believers to say, welcome them in. 
don't put this this yoke on them. And I think Peter even says it. You know, why are we going to hold them to a standard that we couldn't even keep? You know what I mean? Like, it was that strict. Our fathers weren't even able to bear this standard. And we're going to put that standard on Gentiles who are free to live in Christ as they as they are, you know, as they received him. So walk in him. Paul said that, you know, he's not like, okay, now that you do this or that, you have to, like, live this strict, like, monk-type life. It doesn't work that way. Anyway. You know, that verse 19 says, not holding fast to the head nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. You know, as Jeff was saying, you know, our the growth in our lives, the things that we're going to see as growth from the Lord are things that are going to come right from Him. And, um, you know, we're all, we've all been in those places where we felt dry or we felt like we weren't going anywhere, we weren't growing, and we start looking around at other people. We start looking at how other people that we respect in the faith are doing doing things and trying to mimic them or you know we try to think oh if i could only you know study two hours a day if i could only you know have a better prayer life where i prayed like all day long you know (laughs) and you know you try to think about all the things you could do right all the things i can do to like change and instead of just asking the lord to help you and show you and to spend time with him and just fellowship with him because ultimately growth comes from him it's not like you got lost and he doesn't know where you are like he knows where you are (laughs) and um you know instead we try to make things we try to add to things you know add things to our repertoire we try to do extra stuff um and hopefully god sees us or god changes things and um man that's not how it works don't be dissuaded don't be persuaded by that um philosophy just go to the word all right, that was free by Delirious. I like that. You know, Paul said in, in Galatians, you know, having been set free or, you know, having been saved in the spirit, this is a paraphrase, <laughs> are you now going to be made perfect in the flesh? You know, like, are we going to impose all these things on ourselves, these restrictions and stuff? And that's going to make us, you know, that's going to complete the work that Jesus started in our lives. It doesn't make any sense. We need to go to him since he's the one that began right. the work, you know? Yeah. And it says in verse 20, therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Paul's like, you don't have to do that kind of stuff. You don't have to adhere to these man-made regulations because they're usually, you know, either off course of what the Bible says or, you know, God has the standard written out in his word. And, you know, the Jews did this too. They they had, they had took the commandments in the, in the book of Leviticus and they increased it to like 680. You know what I mean? Like they, it was just, they continually added things to the point where they said you couldn't spit on the Sabbath because it would, you know, there's just like these, and you laugh at it, but this is kind of what we do in, in Christian world too, you know? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which are, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Basically saying, yeah, you can do all these things and it'll make you appear religious you know but then you're back to where we started which is dead you know on the inside and only showing outward signs like the circ- what the circumcision had become which is why when the when gentiles became saved it was like there's no point they have the holy spirit living in them as a testimony or a seal of the covenant that was made between them and god they don't need that outward sign of religion you know and it's just really important for us to realize that because outward religion does not produce inward devotion 
to God. And, the, and that's what God cares about. He cares about what's going on in the heart. There's no value to the indulgence of the flesh. Just, you know, we've all been in those places where we've struggled with sin and we struggle with our own um, struggles with, with sin and stuff. And we try to make ourselves look better to make ourselves feel like we're okay. But it doesn't help against the sin issue. Only Christ can take away the sin issue, as we read and we talked about earlier tonight. Um, you know, tonight, just wrapping up a little bit here, just trying to talk about how, you know, tonight we put ourselves under our own bondage. <laughs> We're head trips, <laughs> basically. Jesus has freed you. He's paid for your sin. He's paid for and fulfilled the law. And in response, we should just love him by obeying what he asks us to do and following his lead, you know, and and not cheat ourselves from the wonderful life that is and the freedom that comes with that by giving ourselves a spiritual trip just to make ourselves look and feel good about ourselves, you know, because that ain't going to, at the end, that's just going to bring us emptiness, yeah. you know, um, because it's Christless. And um, let's focus on Christ, dwell on Christ, meditate on him and obey him and make sure that there's something real going on in your heart inside not just on the outward parents because god looks at the heart you know you know this this topic is really great and we're really excited to continue on in our Colossians series let's remember that jesus is the one who set us free so we need to cling to him he's the only one that will keep us you know free and and at liberty so that we don't have allow other people or ourselves even to impose unnecessary restrictions on our lives in order to maintain righteousness because it doesn't work that way jesus is the righteousness and he's given it to us and it you know imputed it on our account so let's remember that next until next week be cool cats live for christ